Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Plim and Shannon Blair with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us. Here with us today is Mary York Oates, Director of Admissions at Charlotte Latin School and our resident Smarty expert on all things education. And today we're moving into talking about how parents can best support our students, whether they're remote or in-person or some sort of hybrid. So let's dive right in and tap your brain on what what do you think the strains are um, with remote learning? I think we all could answer that and it would be screen time and the saturation of consuming information electronically. Um, you know, it's everything that Jen and I have talked about over the past couple of years are coming mm-hmm. true. I mean, I know. We, we know that this is not, um, it's not an ideal way mm-hmm. to, to live. Um, Zoom fatigue is real, as they say. Yeah. There's also a loss of interaction. Um, and I think that, of course, the topic in the independent school world, journals and all the trade magazines right now are what they call SEL, social and mm-hmm. emotional learning. Um, you know, what, what's going to happen to these children? Um, you'd, if you're designated and issued, if you're in school but you're socially distant and you're issued a box of toys, then you don't have to share. Right, and, yeah. you know, I you don't that. have to solve conflict. And, you know, they're, they're those things that don't feel very normal, you know, in a school setting. And then, of course, if a child is growing up in a home with grandparents or college students where the risk mm-hmm. of um, exposure is great and they, they may be a really isolating where they don't do anything with any peer ever um, and the only relationship they have is via, you know, the screen, which is wonderful in some ways because it's access, but mm-hmm. it's a barrier. Right. So, you Definitely. know, what, how is that going to stunt these children? Um, so I think, you know, I think those are those are problems to solve. And I think that as teachers get a little more comfortable with these tools, they are creating more dynamic opportunities Um you know, they're activity-based. I was really impressed, actually, with our SEL team at uh, Beverly Woods this week. We um, we lost our SEL session because we lost a guidance counselor. And I had been so excited they were bringing that into the rotation with PE, music, art. Right. They were having SEL each week, and we lost it. Well, this week, the guidance counselor said, you know what? We're going to start something called Lunch Bunch. If your child would like to join the other kids in her grade and eat lunch together and tell jokes and talk. And they did it, and she she had a ball. So I I think that teachers are getting resilient and creative um, about the SEL aspect. So I thought I was impressed. That's great. Yeah. And any connection is important. Yeah. However you deliver it. Yeah, I think – it's, I've talked to some of friends who are teachers of, or you know, in elementary school. They're ha- they're definitely having a hard time because they're the they're on the front line for mm-hmm. sure. But um, they're trying to be creative with new ways to get kids to interact and and you know 
and feel good about their days. Um, So, you know, hats off to all the teachers out there who are pivoting in the best way. And, um, you know, we want to lift them up. Um, I think Zoom fatigue will... Zoom is going to be the worst word next to pivot. Yeah, <laughs> Zoom and pivot. We actually We're, had to Zoom in and Zoom out of PE today because my second grader just, she had had enough. She had about yeah. two hours mm-hmm. already beforehand, mm-hmm. and she was done. Zoom yeah. Zoom warm. is riding high right now, Zoom but it is going to tank in, like, hopefully <laughs> next year. I know. Like, no one wants to, to Zoom to come up with again. a new brand. And I read an article that just talked about the because Zoom is so accessible, in, in many ways it is just – upped the number of meetings because people don't have travel yes. time so yeah. they're like you can't hide you, right <laughs> i'll book you at eight nine ten eleven all of a sudden you're like wait a minute like, where are you, you? Know, where who am i talking to <laughs> or, uh, you know i'm on um, our pool board this summer and i was trying to sometimes to bail on some meetings and i'm like what can i say i'm doing right <laughs> like, there's, exactly there is nothing i cannot hide right. i have to go to all that's of them. the so dog good. ate my webcam right exactly technical oh, difficulties you can say your wi-fi is not working <laughs> right, exactly. which, which actually was true in the beginning <laughs> that that's definitely another strain of remote learning with when we talked about in our last podcast about the haves and the have-nots and the wi-fi and um technology mm-hmm. technology is a big piece it is mm-hmm. For kids and teachers and to be able to um, learn how different teachers want you to turn things in and where they're located, especially for the 100 percent remote learners. Um, My kids found it was a little challenging to learn Canvas, which they had never used Mm -hmm. in the past. And some teachers like it done a different way or different locations, even my college student. Um, she's at NC State, and most of them use a pro- software called Moodle. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't. One teacher has three different ways to turn things in, and it's really easy to miss assignments. And that, you know, that gets you. Yeah, absolutely. And I talk about. I talked a lot last spring about, you know, I called it "Riddle Me This." I'm like password. Uh, you know, no. two-person authentication, password yeah. change, change your password, add an icon. I mean, everything was – you couldn't just knock on a door and pop in and ask yeah. them a question. I mean, yeah. that that part of organic exchange is mm-hmm. so yeah. gone. Yeah. And, um, I mean, even if you're good at it and you're organized and you're systematic – um, you you have to troubleshoot all the time, right? And how right. many how many of you have I mean how many of us have been on a Zoom call with four or five other people and someone's audio isn't working, someone's mm-hmm. you know right. feed isn't working? It's there's um, they can't figure out the screen sharing or exactly. Something. Yeah. I yeah. mean it, you know yeah. and then that's you know that that can be kind of tricky for sure. Yeah, definitely for every person involved. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is working with remote learning and? Well, you know, I surveyed a bunch of parents and teachers and students, and I think the one thing, the best thing about it is that you can keep students engaged if they have to quarantine or we had a student actually that broke her hand and she had to have surgery. And, you know, she missed, she did the surgery for a day that we were off school, and then she was able to at least kind of keep up, even if she she had extensions, of course, on her work. But if she wanted to watch the lecture, mm-hmm. she could. She could record it. You know, there are things in which um, that the, the sort of archival nature of it is mm-hmm. kind of nice. It's yeah. really nice to be able to pause. Right, and, right. You know, if you have a good thought, and, you know, I think that is nice. And there's some things that I know from admissions point of view we will definitely adopt. For example, yeah. one concern that I have had as um, an admissions officer, 
for an independent school is that it's intimidating sometimes to go visit. And so, you know, to sit, to call and, and, and make a tour, I think once people do that, they're like, oh, these are such nice people. They're just regular people. And, you know, we want anybody who's interested to look into us because right. that's our bread and butter. We have, right. you know, we, we need families that, that want to be there. So, you know, every admission officer in town is answering the phone and eagerly doing it. But one thing that we are enabling this year is a, and I'll do it forever, I think, because it's been great, is a noon Tuesday Q, open Q&A session. Huh. You mm-hmm. just call live. You've got a person. Um, and I'll probably even, it's a way maybe to get my parents to volunteer and have them jump mm-hmm. on the Q&A session and answer some qu- parent yeah. questions. Yeah. And just show, give more direct access that can just, sort of begin to open the door to people. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I know that I'll adopt that. I also um, think there's some efficiencies that can be added to Mm -hmm. the experience. Um, But nothing is ever going to replace the teacher. And I think, or the people. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, um, education is about the exchange of ideas and content delivery and knowing people and differentiation. And there's no algorithm that can do that. Right. right. Or even a you know, a recorded class right. that can do that. Especially at the especially at the younger ages. Mm-hmm. But last night, I mean, I watched a history lesson with my mom. You know, my eighty seven year old mother and I watched a history lesson that had been made available for us. Um, and that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be yeah. fun for people to go back into the classroom a little bit. Do you yeah. think moving forward you'll have some sort of like the hybrid popping in a little bit, even once we're, you know, hopefully in the next the next school year, we're out of this. And right. we've had a lot of, you know, things that we've learned from it. But are you thinking that maybe, you know, I think there is some positive to the online piece of it. Sure. Um, so I'm wondering how that can change, how that might change the classroom a little bit. I think it's a yes and yes answer mm-hmm. because one of the most common questions I got all summer um was, okay, I understand you're fully enrolled. Can we um, sign up to an online experience? Can Mm -hmm. we pay to have, you know, online instruction? And the, the, the missing piece for that is that you have to have a faculty because mm-hmm, right. think about, you know, you're not going to add 10 more people to, you know, world history class where the ideal class size is 14 and now you have 10 more. I mean, that's now 24. Yeah. So you would have to have an online faculty to support an online added layer, you right. know. And um, but what I do think could be really, really feasible and possible is teaching like Perhaps maybe Myers Park High School and Charlotte Latin would would sort of um, join forces and do a shared class that they offer to both. And, yeah. you know, that maybe you would add that you would add a zero period where you could take an online class for credit. Right. You know, yeah. and I think that that could be kind of cool. Charlotte Latin is a Malone school, um, which is a designation. There's one in each state. And it basically provides funding um, for a child that otherwise can't attend. And yeah. so um, John Malone was obviously an entrepreneur and very successful businessman, but went to an independent school and believed that it was life-changing. But 
the on, the Malone schools have an online school, and I was thinking it would be neat to tap into that as, hmm. you know, if you can't, if you've chosen not to teach multivariable calculus, right. but you've got two kids that really are eligible for that, then could you dial that could in? Could you license it? Could I, you, I yeah. see it as some opportunities, too, for licensing or... Um, you know, in some schools, not definitely not Latin, but some schools there, there's always one teacher in each department or a few teachers in each department that are really strong, and then others are mentoring beneath them. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, down the road that teachers can, you know, record that one session a week that everyone gets the same instruction from mm-hmm. the high level teacher in that class and then there's almost like the college level, you know the college like a model. TA or something yeah, and then like it turns TAs. into professional That's development been, for faculty yeah, where like they're in learning the high school probably mm-hmm. high school maybe middle school not obviously elementary school yeah um, they need to be live all the time right but I don't know I see hours. some opportunities <laughs> that can come out of this mm-hmm. um, down the road once we're all situated back to relatively new normal um, that there might be some opportunities like that, that right. um, different revenue streams too. You know, maybe you're mm-hmm. packed with your um, full-time students, but then you have some remote, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I think it's the one thing I'll say is the online piece is extremely expensive. I think people, you know, most schools' mm-hmm. number one budget item is personnel. Um, but in order to really deliver content, you've got to have just incredible you, you really need an ed tech team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So. Well, probably about. everyone has one now. Yeah, but I, I think they, <laughs> you know, they're like all, they're all probably skeletal, you know, yeah. they're, and they're it's probably the infancy like a one person right. show. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like definitely at the college level, there's going to be a lot of changes too mm-hmm. based on this. I can and say can our administration um, has been very um, forward thinking about soliciting input from faculty and students. Right. You know, what is your preferred mode of learning based mm-hmm. on the experience you've had? Because um, they're starting to open up new modalities. We've got hybrid, blended, online, traditional, mm-hmm. and we're seeing um, a desire for some mm-hmm. different options. And I think you just so. have to be careful not to splinter it so much that right. you lose community. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so what are your tips on how we as parents can support our kids in this environment that's here to stay for a little while? I think the, you know, when I surveyed my parents and I've looked at the parents that have been really successful in this, um, flexibility, patience, grace. Um, but I also think managing sort of the teachers, the instructor, but I think you, in addition to the teacher, need to set some expectations for the child, just like mm-hmm. anything else that we've right. talked about. This is no different. But um, the ones that have had great success have done things as varied as um, most of them have said making the school day begin and end at a, with certain routine right. and regularity. Structure, right. Structure, getting dressed, mm-hmm. making your bed, going to, you know, wearing school clothes, having a designated workspace. Every single person, you know, I know we've, I don't think we can belabor that point too much because they need to have the separation of work and play, mm-hmm. work and reflection. Mm-hmm. And we have a hard time in our house. I've got a lot of people in my house and Right. It's, we're crammed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And adults, we're not great at that. So if mm-hmm. we can teach them that. Right. And then, you know, work at it. The other thing I've us. heard a lot of the parents, I mean, the ones that have had the good fortune to be at home, they have said that they now make lunch 
you know, and I love of, that. They yeah, have a full are lunch. That. They're going. They're they're saying the children. They're eating outside on the back porch. Yep. They're doing picnics. They're getting outside. Um, some of the students said, I love it when my mom will run and pick up Viva Chicken and bring it back. Like <laughs> yeah, I've got a special you know, treat. Yeah, a special treat. That kind of thing. But that sort of um, sort of home fires burning thing helps. And then the parents that are working full time, every single one of them have said, I've had to have a village. So yeah, having absolutely. the next door neighbor help with, um, you know, taking that lunch duty or having a community of support. Um, and, you know, I think the thing that has been, I'm so glad that we were able to bring our youngest students back to campus for more than one reason. Obviously, it's the ideal measure of delivering Definitely. beginning school um, a beginning school education, but these children can't be home alone. Right. And no. yeah. so it's not fair to our parents. And what I'm so concerned about is, you know, this is school has also been a place that has been for whether we like it or not, Childcare. Mm-hmm. It's been a place to get a hot lunch. It's mm-hmm. been a place to have another set of adults in your life that love you and know you. Right. Um, and so I just, I think that we've got to figure out how every child has that sort of, um, that sort of advocate. Right. You know, if they're if they're remote. Um, the other thing I would say that came up, the students, I asked the students, like, what do you need for support? And they all said, I like to have a workspace, but I want it to be my workspace, not what my parent dictates. Mm, So to give them some, you know, if if a child, you know, I heard a funny story, but one child wanted the background was really important. It was a girl, I admit. Um, whereas well, I love an her image branding, thing, right? Yeah, she's going to be a, very creative. Right, exactly. Yes. And then the brother wanted headphones in the middle of the, you know, dining room. Yeah. Um, the teachers yeah. have said, get them out of the kitchen. Like that Definitely. is really distracting for totally. the teachers. Yeah. Um, and um, the teachers have also asked for. Oh, another thing that the um, everybody has alluded to, and y'all alluded to it as well, is creating social opportunities to maybe have a a friend to PE with, or uh-huh. right. you know, sort of keep it, keep it, but keep it as a school moment. You know, I don't think it's where they they hang out on the sofa and do their do math. Their work, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's something important about keeping that routine in place but creating more opportunities on those off days. Um, we were filming some something today, and the student that's going to deliver the keynote address for our kindergarten open house was off campus today. And so I had to get special permission for him to be on campus. Mm-hmm. And But before I did that, I said, what's your preference? And he said, oh, I would love to come to school on an A-Day. And I said, <laughs> tell me more about that. And he said, well, I haven't seen my A-Day friends. A through, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I thought like, it was so up. cute. Yeah. That's you know? a good idea. I haven't seen my A-Day friends. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I think you have to think that we're creating, you know, um, some some variety for them. The other thing that is a positive that the students said they liked is um, there's mask fatigue. Even though our little ones have no problem with it. 
Um, yeah, and you, you know, always worry, how is that going to go? And I have heard from parents who tried out, like, the mask thing with summer camp or mm-hmm. and had to remind their kids, like I was telling you, to take their mask off because they were just sitting in the back seat talking about their day at camp and still mask on. The little yeah. ones. Yeah. And, and I, the other, on the when I was doing carpool in the beginning of school because all hands were on deck and we were all there, um, one of the five-year-olds really gave me the stink eye <laughs> because she sort of wobbled on the step, and so I went to steady her. And she looked at me like, you are not six feet apart, lady. You know, yeah, and it was so hilarious. You're so well-trained. But they they, the little ones have been the easiest to adapt. And actually, it's it's the middle schoolers, I think, that maybe, you know, are a little yeah. more pushing the boundaries. But the big ones seem okay with it. And yeah. the little ones seem okay with it. That's good. That's it's reassuring. Good. Mm-hmm. But the kids have said that the 6th through 12th graders have said that it is kind of nice to sleep a little later. And, Definitely. you know, yeah. have a casual lunch and... You know, they're definitely showered and dressed, but they might have on their gym shorts, you know, with their yeah. their, their school top. So, Do you think, do you have any concern um, as a whole, not at, Latin, you know, at Charlotte Latin, but um, the slide, we've talked about the slide mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, are, are they retaining the amount of information that they need to retain at all grade levels? Um, I worry about that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're for, as a whole, for everybody. Um, rigor and retention. I mm-hmm. think that it's um, it's actually maybe not. Um, I think it is a learning curve to understand how to consume the content. Yeah. But these are bright children and these are bright teachers. And once we figure out how to navigate the platform, mm-hmm. I think the engagement, it's just kind of like, you know, you may have a veteran teacher, but is like boring as toast. Right. And the kid goes in and they snooze in person. You know, like that's they're going to be totally asleep. On right. Well, well yeah. but I mean, in their but, bed. But I mean, I'm saying that like there, there, there were opportunities to slide before COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, Definitely. and so I think if we, um, I think one, the playing field is going to be level. And yes, I think the horrible reality that we as a community, not only in Charlotte, but as Americans and as a world, have got to make sure that we lend a hand, that the gap doesn't grow. Yep. The gap is going to grow greater. And we're seeing that with essential workers, right. you know, and getting sick. We see it with people that have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. um, no child care. I mean, there, there are a lot of problems and there are a lot of concerns that I have about that. But I don't think that you can worry. I don't know. I don't, I don't, you can, I mean, you can worry about whatever you want to worry about, but I'm not sure that's what we need to chase. I think as parents and as teachers and as students, we need to think about this is the new normal. Let's get as much out of it as we can. We're going to learn some other things that we never anticipated. You know, if you think about a crisis, how many times have we lived in a crisis where something really good has come? There's always something good. You know, you think of Rosie Riveter. You think of um, jobs that have cropped up after, you know, pandemics, Mm -hmm. after wars, um, famine, you know, research is going to is will become more successful students may be more introspective in what they want maybe we've killed the rat race a little bit jen mm-hmm. i mean i see the one thing that bothers the two of us to no end is this kind of arms race for that uber competitive parent and mm-hmm. now what i'm seeing is 
children that are rested because school is the thing. They're not going to yeah, 15 different activities. Yeah, I, they're going to bed on time. They're eating two right. meals at home with their family. They're two all, meals at home a, a day. A day. That's insane. I, I with their families. Believe it. Yeah. And sometimes three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, Which just... Which is a huge pro. It yeah. is a huge pro. And right. you see children that are rested. And yesterday, when I was preparing some things for this filming we're doing this afternoon for our open house, um, I put these pumpkins and mums up. And these six-year-olds stopped. Mrs. Oates, those flowers are beautiful. <laughs> what are you doing? And, like, they noticed they notice it. They right. And we, so had to, yeah. we had to talk about it and we got to talk about it. And it just so I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's a it's a Trade-offs. pioneer time. Yeah. And I agree. Um, for some kids, it's a sweet spot. For some kids, it's a struggle. Not. But I don't think it has to be a permanent struggle. And right. I think like everything else, you know, we talk about the brain a lot. The brain is what the brain does. We're going to remap. Hopefully. Maybe people are doing more reflective activities to get away from the screen, like a bike ride or Mm -hmm. reading a book or coloring or painting or cooking. You know, let's hope that um, we – for me, my concern is the screen is one-dimensional and being kind of interested in the way things look and feel and and the senses of teaching. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure we don't lose that. Yeah, I don't think we will. I mean, I think as we get back into the classroom as a whole, I think I think there'll be some really good things that come out of it yeah. ultimately. So. And then the number one suggestion for – and actually, I heard this a couple of times. Get a puppy oh, and, yeah. or bring, bring in dog breaks. If you're the parent, like let the dog come in and, and have intentional, you know, like they bring those therapy dogs to college yeah. campuses. Our dog um, definitely does some Zoom attacks. And yeah. my cat, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a geriatric cat who's very vocal, <laughs> and he sometimes just comes in and just owns the Zoom. So, yeah, that's, great. that's fun. Well, thanks so much for all of your insight. And as we all know, we're going to continue to learn from everything this whole experience. So let's just hope that we can all get to the classroom as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find always find Charlotte Latin School at charlottelatin.org. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Charlotte Latin School and Twitter at Charlotte Latin. And find us on charlottesmartypants.com, Facebook and Instagram at charlottesmartypants, and Twitter at charlottesmarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.